Hello, and again, welcome to BitDeath. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Corey Hall. Back uh, again. Yeah, it's it's been a minute, but uh, Terry was supposed to be here. But he'll, he'll be here eventually, yeah, I yeah. think. Sure, well, yeah. yeah. Or he'll just like send a text at some point and be like, right. oh, sorry, something happened. And we'll just, we'll just bitch at him forever. Right, right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you be a father? Right. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I wanted to talk about a number of things and we were just talking about it a little bit but um should we start on Trump or should we start on the failure thing I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that yeah, to you. Yeah. Um let's start on the failure thing cuz I feel like it ties into that. I think it does eventually. actually. That's, that's a good so, one. That's yeah, good. yeah. Um conversation I've been wanting to have for a mm. while is why are Americans so bad at failing? And then more specifically, uh, at least as far as what the media is telling us, young white men so bad sure. at failing. Sure. Uh, and we can see this through um, opiate addiction, suicides, um, the rise of the incel as the major villain in right. media as opposed to the terrorist now. Um, so I guess I'll give – one reason why I think, and then we'll just like keep going. Uh, <laughs> but it feels like American culture, uh, the 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 root of like the American dream is to you know you can start from nothing, and then if you work hard enough and you put in the hours, you'll eventually realize the American dream, and you'll become as rich as Bill Gates or whatever. If you if you just keep working hard. Sure. Um, and that lie has sort of kept going for so long. And now that the economy has sort of turned against the normal folks. Yeah. Um, they're like, wait, I thought this was, I thought I was doing everything right. But like, right. you know, here comes 2008 right. and then you're like, not getting, oh, you're not getting the rewards. And then here comes more sure. automation job loss and all of the other the shit. Whole gamut and of every, then, right. Everything, everything builds into itself. And it's just like <laughs> nothing is working like it's supposed to, mm -hmm. if this system has any, you know, credibility or legitimacy. Yeah. But, I think but lucky <clears> for <throat> us, we have a huge number of prescriptions for opiates to help dull the pain. Oh, hell yeah. Pill for That'll everything. be great. <laughs> But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, I, um, I think the the central reason is uh, that, yeah, that, that enough things have changed, and I'm sure we'll go into this in detail. But enough of the uh, enough of the underlying um, reasons why we do things or, or or ways in which we do things have changed that kind of behaving as if it was you know 40 years ago literally doesn't work anymore I'd, mm -hmm. I'd push back and that the you know the american dream was was never real I mean that's mm -hmm. fashionable now because sure, it's sure. obviously not true currently <laughs> you know yeah. um looking at people moving from the bottom quintile to the top quintile is mm -hmm. at the lowest that it's been in the past hundred years and yeah the amount of inequality we've got is probably the most unequal society that's ever existed so mm -hmm. i mean it's very difficult to look at that and then to look back you know like 50 years ago when everything was right. bright and sunny and be like eh, you were so full of 
this shit. How right. dare you? And you know, it, it's why the, haven't the, we had a revolution yet? Right. Like you know, so many revolutions exactly, have happened. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the, the the past is a foreign country, and yeah. so when you go back to that, it seems like like they should have known better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think that that it was true in a lot of ways. Then I mean, there's always been the the thing about. America being as new of a country as it is, is we've always had a place for grifters because there's always <laughs> the frontier out there that you can whatever. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're right in the extent that, you know, the everybody can be as rich as Bill Gates. Everybody can be, you know, whatever. That's that's never been true. But I think in a relative way that 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 there has been a lot more mobility here. Mm-hmm. And through a lot of decisions we made over the past 50 years, we don't anymore yeah and the whole of the public has caught up to that fact yeah and the the in many ways the the sharpest end of that has fallen on men under the age of 40 Mm -hmm. and that feeds into the failure thing yeah um men tend to fall more on the extremes if you're looking at standard distributions Mm -hmm. of stuff um there's more inordinately tall men there's more yeah, yeah. Uh, midgets there's there's more geniuses there's more people the men that are are uh mentally deficient mm-hmm. um and um we also tend to studies have shown that we've, we tend to care about men in <laughs> aggregate less than yeah. and so there's less it's 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 much easier to fall further as a man mm-hmm. than it is as a woman yeah um and you can see this. Okay, you can you can see this. Uh, one of the biggest ones, and this feeds directly into this, you know, kind of sense of failure, especially economically, is uh, education rates, mm-hmm. uh, educational attainments. Um, but we've got uh, you know whole industries geared towards making sure that you know the women can go to um, to get an education, yeah, um, especially college level education. And women have been the majority on college campuses for like forty years now. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, part of that is deliberate policy. Um, yeah. part of that is that, um, uh, for a guy who didn't have a college degree, it was possible to have a middle-class lifestyle mm-hmm. and that has completely evaporated. So you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're kind of hit on both sides mm-hmm. in that regard. And then if you um, do get a college degree, then you have ridiculous debts. Well, so. right. You know, and, and <laughs> if you don't choose something that's, that's really, uh, immediately lucrative, then you have to pay that off. And then you've got, you know, also the failure as well. There's there it's everything bleeds into itself in that it's, it'd be very difficult to pick one thing and be like, Oh, sure, if we sure. only fix this, it, it's definitely a gestalt series of problems that mm-hmm. we, that we have. Um, Could use and, a vocab word there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> picking up my 25 cent words. as they come um, That, yeah, it's, um, and it, uh, I think the internet pay, plays a big role in this as well because all of this gets networked. Yeah. That, a, you know, a failure uh, back in the sixties might, might've even resulted in suicide, mm-hmm. but aside, aside from the family, no one else would really know. Right. They would just sort of quietly die. Right. And then, right. And for here you've got, right. On. You've got, you've got <laughs> potentially millions of, of, of very frustrated men all talking to each other mm-hmm. and amplifying, you know, all of this. Um, and I think that's where the whole incel mm-hmm. craze comes from. I don't right. even think it came from themselves. I think it was, it was, <laughs> you know, any, anytime large numbers of young men get angry about something, everybody else pays attention in kind of an, oh shit type of way. Yeah, yeah. And they might not have paid attention to it before. So this, <laughs> oh shit is literally their introduction to, you know, I mean, this, mm-hmm. this might have, you know, 12 years of legitimate grievances behind it, mm-hmm. but nobody pays attention to that until it's an emergency. And now we've got to do something mostly to make the anger right, go right. away because it's potentially dangerous. Um, and, 
How would you describe like a textbook incel? Well, a textbook incel is someone who, um, for whatever reason, isn't able to um, successfully navigate all of the social milieu that mm. we've got currently. Um, there, you know, there's. <laughs> It's, it doesn't have to be somebody, you know, like the, 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 uh, sexually, um, entitled, uh, right, you right. know, ugly, balding, you know, pimply face, <laughs> basement dwelling, you know, sure. overweight, whatever. Um, it's just because there's a lot of facets that go into that. Mm. Um, part of that honestly is, um, again, how networked, uh, meeting people is mm-hmm. nowadays. Um, there's a thing, I think I brought this up in the first Hmm. podcast I did with you actually called the Pareto principle hmm. also known as the 80 20 rule okay that if you let something go any process go without any regulation on it mm-hmm. you generally get logarithmic functions in the output that like hmm. 20 the top 20 percent of your output is responsible for as much as 80 percent of that output hmm. um, and you see this with like uh, salesmen where the top 20 percent are making almost all of your sales calls because they yeah, really yeah. enjoy it and they're good at it and they get into flow and, and all of that mm-hmm. um and um if you're a you're like one of the bottom 20% salesmen, mm-hmm. you might only be getting like 5% of the sales. Right. Well, now if you if you try and, and port that over, it's not a one for one, but if you port that over to, you know, like finding people online, mm-hmm. it's not just online dating, but it's finding anyone. Sure. That that there is kind of a G factor for being able to, you know, translate personality into being on the phone. Right. And then finding people that you want to hang out with in mm-hmm. real life off of that. And if you're not very well set up to do that, and this is very, very recent. So mm-hmm. these are people that in other, you know, for most of our history might've been okay. Mm-hmm. Cause you can deal with a little bit of weirdness when you've got a good friend group right, and everybody right. fits. But when you're going from someplace of atomization, you're having to make your own friend group work. If you're on that low 20%, then you mm-hmm. can be very, very isolated from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And then you're deficient for every year following that. So yeah. you're not, you're not just, you know, it, it's not just, and oh, you become more deficient. Exactly. Because then you, you're not, you're not making the, the type of easy mistakes that you're supposed to make when you're a young person. So you can mm. understand how to like people when you're, <laughs> yeah. when you're older. And so then that, that just kind of bleeds into everything. And, and again, because men tend to be, have a wider, um, mm. ra- have a wider distribution than women do. Um, you've got a larger tail of men on that left side of socialization anyways. Yeah. And so you've, you've basically, without meaning to, mm-hmm. created a, a terrifyingly large minority of men <laughs> that might not have a lot of socialization mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Actually, um, I have a thought and a hypothesis that I kind of talked about, uh, or I, I talked to Sable about this, that it seems like for a long time the the cards have been stacked against the unattractive male yeah for like since feminism kept moving forward right um and so like oh look divorce is legal now and so all of the women that were like oh i had to settle for this guy just because money uh and then those men were like ah shit now i've got no one right and then you get like uh, hey, you know, we should probably talk about sexual assault. And then you have like all of those men who are like, 
dang it, the only way I was getting lucky was by assaulting women. Sure. And now I can't do that. Right. And then now we have online dating, which is like literally a selection process. Right. Well, it's funny that um, OkCupid published their data. I think it was like five years ago. They got mm -hmm. a lot of flack for this. And it was the women on the site rated almost 80% of the male <laughs> user base as less than averagely attractive. Yeah. And that's that's shocking on its face, but it's also like that 80% pops up in a lot of places. Yeah, and yeah. every time you network something, you basically create a logarithmic curve, mm -hmm. which is great if your output isn't human beings who have, have their own independent likes and wants. Like if it's mm -hmm. just like Amazon packaging, then sure, logarithmic away, next day delivery relies on that. Yeah. But when it's somebody who you know, a hundred years ago might've had a okay enough relationship right. and now has none for mm. people who can make that networking win. Life has never been better mm -hmm. because you're only a, another swipe away from an adventure, yeah. but it is a minority of people who can do that. Mm -hmm. And the costs associated for, you know, society as a whole for the people on the left end of the distribution are mm -hmm. growing. And because American society is is basically excessively mediaized, <laughs> the only way we can talk about this in a uh, national level is, oh my God, in so revolt. <laughs> and then it's left to people like podcasts to go through and talk with the context sure. and everything. <laughs> um, and but th that's that's my thoughts on mm. that is, is is specifically for incel um, because it's it's kind of morbidly funny. Yeah, like yeah. it really is. It's, mm. it's kind of it's kind of morbidly funny. So that that becomes kind of the stand-in meme idea for mm -hmm. this. But I think it really is. It's it's the it's the effect of the networkization mm -hmm. of American society, mm -hmm. and um in in pretty much all facets of yeah, it. That yeah. if you're good at net if you're good at networking, you're good. You're you're probably better at um getting a job, mm -hmm. retaining a job. Having, you know, finances, having lots of friends, having lots of, of romantic success. Yeah. And then also realizing that, you know, success at networking is not evenly distributed. People who are taller <laughs> tend to have an easier time. People mm -hmm. who have um, uh, just a whole bevy of, of physical characteristics that are mostly outside of their control. Like obviously yeah. fit people do better than non-fit people. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, height has a big thing uh, to deal with it. There is there is some variation by race. Mm -hmm. that that people have pulled out that is persistent throughout large and so i'm not trying to blame like racism but there is kind of some there is kind of some validity to the the idea that you know you can't take two mm -hmm. people and just tell them the, the exact same thing and you know right. you can't you, it, it's that we're, that we're not at the point yet in society where we are completely blind to race well sure you know i mean I, maybe maybe mm -hmm. we won't ever be but it's it's the um when you deal with all of these things and you you try and make it work over the course of about 20 years, which is really, you know, a generation and a half, mm -hmm. then when when people are making bad decisions, non-optimal decisions from mm -hmm. a networking type, of thing, and, and it's mostly because they don't know or they physically can't, sure. you have to make accounts for that. And we haven't yet because the pace of change has been so rapid. Right. Uh, you know, we've gone from Nokia phones to Tinder in the space of one generation. Yeah. The, the, there's no way that you can plan <laughs> for that. Yeah. Uh, well, big bucks to the the person who invents the uh, the incel dating site. Uh. <laughs> well, right. You know, I mean, there's there's really no way to do it without slaughtering a lot of sacred cows. Right. Because it is true. I mean, you know, there's there were a lot of women for most of history that were in relationships that they would that would not have been their first choice because mm -hmm. they needed them for security. Mm -hmm. You know, we've we've solved the security problem to the extent yeah. that women don't need men for that mm -hmm. to, to well to a large degree. I mean, like you know, the the, the whole the whole of the welfare state 
mm-hmm. is is the biggest thing. And this is not a polemic against that, by the way. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that like you know. Oh, we need to. Take it. I'm just saying it that that changes mm-hmm. that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, this the, it may be a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it, it prevents the whole like you know starving women and orphans on the street sure. type thing. So you know, it's, <laughs> uh, th- this might be a better class of problem, but it is something that that needs to be solved in its turn. Mm-hmm. Because then, what do you do with the guys who can't compete just based on like attraction or arousal? Yeah, alone. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but that's where that's where it's at, um, and it's also. It gets back to the problem that on average we care less about men than about women. Mm-hmm. So you know what? How how do you how do you ethically care for guys who partially through their own fault and partially don't don't elicit a whole lot of sympathy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, and that, that's that's a that's a function of the way that we evolved. Right, I mean, you're really fighting evolution at this point. You know, we've beaten the game so hard <laughs> that you're running up against the limits of the way your own brain. Mm-hmm you know, created itself. Right. Well, and, in, in a weird way, kind of what's happening is that, uh, the very things that sort of created this type of person is also the things that are trying to tell that person how to fix it. And so it's like, well, right, yeah, yeah. yeah like right. pull, pull yourself up by your, by your own bootstraps. Why don't you like get a makeover and start working out, dude? Sure. And it's like, I'm already bad at those things. That's why I'm here. Right. And, and and all of those things are easier when you already have a community around you to, you mm-hmm. know, help you with that and hold you accountable in a nice way. And not, you know, but when, when you've atomized society to the extent that we have now, and again, that wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, we, society or community, you know, because mm-hmm. like society is like, you know, we live in a society bottom text, like, right, stuff. like right. the word doesn't even mean <laughs> what it does because it's, oh, sorry. but genuine community comes from need mm-hmm. uh, first and foremost. And so... Um, if, if you can get, you know, all of your basic, like your bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. from, you know, a big box store or maybe from, you know, being delivered to your doorstep (laughs) and you don't, you don't even require human interaction to, you know, Mm -hmm. basic to, to get that, it becomes a lot harder to, to build that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, The, the average number of friends that, that any American has, has over the past 40 years has dropped. Mm-hmm. Now, the average number of good friends that the average American average American man has mm-hmm. is about one. Yeah, <laughs> um, because there's not just the the amount of changes that that America's gone through over the past forty years has hollowed out the ways and the whys mm-hmm. that American men use to build their their communities. Literally, mm-hmm. like build actually build their communities around. And I think that is that's a tragedy. I mm-hmm. really do. Um, even for guys who have been able to make the jump mm-hmm. to, you know, using networking effectively, because there is still something of a shallowness to, to purely networked, yeah, yeah. you know, the, the, the happy medium would be having an organic community that you can then supercharge through networked effects. Right. But we haven't done that. We've hollowed yeah. out the old <laughs> and we've only got this networking. And I think, you know, I mean, the, the fact that so many people are talking about this means that I'm confident that this will get solved you sure. know you can't go back i don't want to i don't want to recreate or retreat back to the past right here. right but people don't change that much mm-hmm. you know the human nature being what it is i think mm-hmm. that um th- there's going to be some syncreticism that comes back <laughs> um at least i hope there 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 will be um and so i'm, I'm confident that it'll get fixed i just things problems can go on a lot longer than you think yeah and um it doesn't help and uh, you know an individual who's being 
you know, deleteriously affected by this mm-hmm. in the meantime when you're talking about like oh in the future it'll be you know because it's it, right, in right. the future we're we're dead anyways yeah well and in the meantime you are still getting well, exactly right more of these type of people and right so right um and the <laughs> the fact that like the media isn't helping by being like no hey, the the villain right is no longer a terrorist it's the the incel that right. could it's, be lurking it's, right. everywhere it's, right that's that's you know below um, the in the basement um mm-hmm. you know, and, maybe and next so door. right yeah like the fact that joker uh and we already said we live in a society so that the memes well, happen. Right, uh, right but, yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but like the fact that joker has gone from a terrorist to a uh incel essentially yeah, like be- like you were saying is is the I mean, and and I've been seeing this example too in in other media. Um, the oh, well, not longer ago than when incel started being a thing, but like I've seen uh, anime villains mm-hmm. start to be like that type of person okay. instead of like a, a you know power seeking egomaniac. Right. It it becomes like uh you guys owe me this sort of thing. I and got so you. The, the, I got you. The main villain in season two of Sword Art Online, I think, was that. And then uh, the villain in Demon Slayer. Well, it's a lot harder to not be, I guess, <laughs> not entitled, but not like 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to do bad things, that idea had to had to basically come from you or your immediate family. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's very difficult to not know what the winners are like. Yeah, everybody knows what winning looks like, even if they can't have it. Mm-hmm. That's the downside of the network effect. <laughs> you know, you can find the thing that you want, whether it's mm-hmm. like you know, like a bunch of sex, fairly <laughs> e- fairly easy to get, or a bunch of money, or a bunch of independence, or a bunch mm-hmm. of whatever. And there is. In your pocket, a supercomputer that can provide very high definition audio and video, <laughs> proof, whether it's fake or not, mm-hmm. of of that potential thing. And so, you know, how, how much of that is entitlement? Because, mm-hmm. again, you know, a lot of these people are, are very, very young. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would hate to um, I would hate to accidentally become a you know, like a, a, a incel meme mm. at 17 trying to go through, you know, whatever, you know, cause I was I, like, I would have hated 17 year old me sure. as 27 year old me. Mm. I think most people would have. Yeah. So if, if I was having, you know, like difficulties, um, like that, then that might come across as entitlement and it might just be, you're not actually making the jump. Mm-hmm. But I also think there is some, tr- some validity mm-hmm. to that, that there, there is a lot of, there is a, a lot of actual entitlement, but I think the I think part, one of the roots of that, aside from just you know human nature wanting what it wants and wanting to expend the least amount of effort yeah. to get that, is that you don't have to expend a lot of effort to see people getting at least the facsimile of exactly right, right. what you want. Yeah, <laughs> and so then if if the um, and you know potentially not having to expend a lot to get it, mm-hmm. um, and a good example of this is um, just being a young man, you get you get uh, exposed to a lot of like. Um, like pickup artistry type stuff online mm-hmm. just by swimming through it because yeah. you know like young men want sex and so that's a very <laughs> that's a very active topic of conversation and I see a lot of guys um, I, say, I say a lot I see there's a very vocal minority at mm-hmm. least so there's a lot sure. of messaging around like uh, Dan Bilzerian 
as an example. I don't know that. He's uh so-called king of Instagram. <laughs> He's um uh very hugely muscled guy who always has like an actual harem of top tier women <laughs> around him. He's very active in social media. Mm -hmm. He's an out and out playboy basically. And he's a, you know, he's, he's basically this, this like mythical role model for right. you know, guys who want to be Jack tan, <laughs> don't have to work for a living because he's, he's just made so much money and just has women everywhere. Mm -hmm. And what, what's, needs to be understood is that he didn't make that money his dad did his dad's a venture capitalist and so he had a hundred million dollars yeah. when he when he came of age um and a lot of the women are legitimately paid to mm. be there like it's it's kind of horrifying the number of women that are actual porn stars that he like buys for a day sure, to sure. be in his instagram stories and then like goes back to whatever they do mm -hmm. um and um it's you know like that's not that's not realistic in the slightest but that doesn't stop your hindbrain from being like, yeah. that is an enormous amount of ass surrounding this man. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not fair. <laughs> um, and so that's what I mean by network effect mm -hmm. is that it only ta it doesn't take very many of those guys at all mm -hmm. until you're full up on your 80% output. Yeah, yeah. And there is a far larger number of men mm -hmm. who, you know, and that that's, I mean, there's always been an inequality like that. I mean, Hugh Hefner existed 60 years ago for God's <laughs> yeah. sake. But he had to have an entire prince empire behind him mm -hmm. to get a percentage of what Dan Bilzerian is able to do right. with smartphones. Well, and that that also kind of goes back to the American dream thing that like that the self-made man is kind of a myth anyways. That like sure, the, a, the, the a lot of self-made man. But yeah, I mean, a lot of those people were like, oh funded by some big lump sum of money right somewhere Small or another million dollars yeah yeah um no, you're right there i mean they're, they're, <laughs> that that's what i mean about the huckster part of it is you know mm -hmm. like anyway oh johnny anyone can be if you like, exactly everybody knows ex exactly what what that hucksterism sounds like because it's um it's always been a part of mm -hmm. of america right and yet at one point we did have mm -hmm. an enormous amount of social mobility mm -hmm. And the the legitimately highest quality um, standard of living in the mm -hmm. world, and very strong and very happy communities in which the average American was very content, if not outright happy, with the way things were going. Mm -hmm. And we don't have that. And I think that yeah, I mean yeah. that that's another root part of it as well. Is that you know we're uh, every generation past the boomers are uh, poorer. Yeah, and the boomers. <laughs> Gen X might be on parody at this point, but the millennials probably won't be. Zoomers probably won't. I mean, it's it's literally at the mm -hmm. point now that it's like you're probably not just probably not going to be have less active wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's you know the, because the United States became you know excessively corporatist forty years ago. <laughs> um, but that affects men a lot harder than it does mm -hmm. women, right? Because you know, like if if the woman makes more than the man then you're at a much higher risk of divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's like it, it, asking a woman to marry a guy who makes less than her is like asking a woman to marry a guy who's like shorter than her. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much egalitarianism she wants. Her mm -hmm. hindbrain evolved in a yeah. particular... That's what I mean. There's, we beat the we, game so we've hard. We've looked at the data. We that's beat what it the does. game so hard <laughs> that we're fighting our own evolution at mm -hmm. this point. Yeah, we've gotten to a point where you don't have to, you know, and that's I mean, that, I think that's part of the reason that that there's so much depression in first world countries. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at the at the third world, when I was in Africa, there's a depression is not as widely known mm -hmm. there because they have like they have third world person shit to do mm -hmm. all the time. 
Um, and it might and not even, shit to it, do it makes might, you happy. It might not even it might not even be productive stuff, but it's it's constant and it's community based. Yeah, and that might not make you happy, but that does at least make you content, or at least it keeps you out of your like high your you know <laughs> your like super ego or ego or whatever the fuck Freud called it. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That part enough mm-hmm. that you don't fall into. So I mean, partially depression is that you can you can kind of afford to do it. And I understand how yeah, ironic yeah. that is that I'm, I'm, I'm noting on one hand that we're losing generational wealth on, on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, five minutes before I talk about, you know, being still wealthy enough to have depression. Um, <laughs> so I mean, but I think it's both because there, there's, there's a degree of status that, uh, people and men in particular need mm-hmm. to be psychologically healthy mm-hmm. and then to translate that into, you know, kind of performing well mm-hmm. enough to, to do well societally. Right. And for a lot of different facets, this drive for equality mm-hmm. um, and the the fact that it's very difficult to turn off drives for equality once yeah. parity has been established. Mm-hmm. You know, try and go to a college and be like, hey, we need to pair back on the number of, of uh, women only grants <laughs> being made. Yeah. Like you're, you're a misogynist. You hate yeah. women. And it, you know, when you point out, it's like, well, you know, like you women have been the the majority of college students for 37 years now Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter as much. And then of course you've got the whole like, well, women were held down, you know, forever. So now it's, so now it's like, you know, vengeance or whatever. And I I can, I, you know, I can see where that's coming from, but it's like, okay, now we're not talking about equality. And if you complain about any of this, you're an incel anyways, Mm -hmm. because incel is funny. And you know, any, any talk about this just becomes so because in aggregate, people care about men (laughs) less than women. And so when you talk about all this milieu, dan- you know, dancing all together and crashing all together, it becomes very, you know, confusing to talk about and very, um, it's, it's difficult to really pull off the empathy necessary to deal with this mm-hmm. as an actual problem needing right. to be solved. Um, and men, again, due to evolution, when they're sad long enough, it turns into anger. Yeah. <laughs> and so you, you have a, a, a large number of, of sad if not despondent young men mm-hmm. who know for a fact their phone tells them yeah. that they're missing all of these markers mm-hmm. that they feel that they should get or they see other people getting mm-hmm. and getting the rewards sometimes outside rewards outsized rewards from them mm-hmm. and they know that they're not get, they're not getting it and they might not have a chance to get it mm-hmm. and that eventually turns to anger um and that's where you know you've got your like joker style incels right right come from so I mean to to wrap all that up I think the reason that you you're that that men are failing as hard as they are is because we have replaced the ways that men had set society up specifically mm-hmm. to make sure that the that the most number of them could succeed mm-hmm. with a networked egalitarian <laughs> um system that due to human nature mm-hmm. egalitarianism does not very well sit with men who fail their burden of performance mm-hmm. that you've got a much lower floor to yeah, fall yeah. from no it's, we can look at that data through right. like well, it's not even, hunter-gatherers it's not even America type either. stuff it's like you're seeing a bifurcation like um uh, i think norway has the best social safety net in the world at mm. this point you know like there's the you it's really difficult to to fail to the point of like homelessness in norway even if mm. you do have a a uh um a mental illness because mm-hmm. it's it, it, they're high trust society full of Norwegians who feel you know, kinship with each other and they, yeah. it's, it's very very nice, but they have egalitized their society to the point where um, there's an there's a a growing number of Norwegian men who can't find women who want to have their children. Mm-hmm. 
because <laughs> they're they're if, if you are a Norwegian man with kids, you are more likely to have kids. You're almost more likely to have kids with a separate woman because right. you're a proven commodity. Yeah. Than you are another man because there's there's that's not the way we evolved. I'm not right. saying that isn't the put way a, to go in the future. Put a pause on that. Okay. Because Terry's here. Gotcha. <laughs> I wanted to touch on the notion of entitlement because it kind of goes a little ways um, outside of since we were talking so much about the sphere of right. like white men. Right. But even so much wider is just this notion of entitlement. Yeah, I mean, these, that, these goddamn millennials. Just right. Exactly. Out. We're yeah. we're just Generation Z now. Right. Well, we're, I mean, not. No, I know. Uh, we can dunk on the Zoomers because none of them are here to defend themselves. Right. But like, right. You know, it's a, that's the that's the. Name. Although I'm I'm right on that line. You are. When like yeah. it's ninety six. Ninety five. I was okay. born on ninety five. Well, you are then. Yeah, yeah. You are. Okay. I'm so right I mean, on that line. Far from I'm barely a millennial. We have a Zoomer. No, I, I think that actually does make you. Is it, right, right. Is it, okay. Well, cool. I've seen different things that yeah, like put the line. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And so it's like somewhere in there. Either way, Zoom. I'm I'm entitled in some way. I'm sure. Uh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and we, and we see this a lot with like, uh, again, you were talking about how like, oh, in colleges, there's a lot more women and stuff. Well, we see that in college too, where people are like, well, shouldn't you be giving me this grade or shouldn't I yeah. be like, I deserve so much more of this. I remember a specific speech that some black girl gave at a college talking about like, have reparations or lightning. something like that right. and it's like no because uh you did this to like our ancestors i deserve this right it's, it's like, like no, that i i didn't fucking like, i'm adopted i don't even know if my ancestors were here yeah when like no but yeah i, I understand i'm gonna I'm, the, the last thought i have on this before we turn over to Terry, okay, got, thing, is i think also that's i think that is, as well as a function of how atomized we are mm -hmm. people don't do that if they have kind of a coming of age group where they're really grounded and they know where they are and they know where they come from, mm -hmm. like that is, that's almost a mental tantrum trying to figure out where the boundaries are. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that, I, I say almost because it's not, it, that's too facile to say that like, oh, we'll just discipline them and they'll not, cause that's, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying either. But it is like, you know, when, when you, when you have something like that and you have this outright sense of entitlement. Mm -hmm. It might not even be – in some cases it is. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've supercharged our assholes in this country. Mm -hmm. um, but I think a large part of it is just if you're – everybody acts like they're a single child mm -hmm. because a lot of the way we socialize is coming from a place of just being alone and having to make plans mm -hmm. and that you're not – socialization might include other people, <laughs> but it doesn't have to. Yeah. And that's so novel. <laughs> that it makes people act very strangely mm -hmm. but they're still people so if you like allow people to be dickish on a long enough timeline they will be yeah and then of course you know dickishness gets attention mm -hmm. and so in in kind of a networked fashion the most dickish people end up majoritizing that yeah and it just hey look we made our way back to trump just, it just <laughs> right, right, that's i mean he, that's, that's a large part of that and it just snowballs. Yeah. So yeah, I'll. I'll you, you can say words. You don't have to well, just like. I just, didn't want to like <laughs> just nodding sagely. His, his no, I like the moral support. You can do it. No, a, actually, I was going to say there's. I don't. You may have already covered this before. I managed to show up more yeah. than fashionably late, but there's also kind of a. You you could simplify it to be cyclical nature to the way these things are kind of moving between generations in the sense that, a lot of the people who are 
really hard into the like socialism and like blah 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 everything that you want to stereotype it took about Terry uh, ninety seconds. To <laughs> socialism. Well, you, entitlement. That's usually that. That's why I was saying like whatever you want to do right, for the right. stereotypes with that. Uh, a lot of that is coming from people who were just old enough to remember all of the BS that was coming from like Bush and just all of the stuff that people like to mm. meme about Bush sucking. Sure. And you're moving forward. And now with the um, Generation Z crowd, they have pushed back really significantly on the, uh, I guess, ratio of them that are really okay with kind of where we are as millennials and even where I guess probably a lot of uh, Gen Xers are. We'll see where that goes as they really start entering the workforce. Well, I mean, where they're at right now, they're already head and shoulders above millennials. And typically with no, I, I, with no exception I so agree. far. The, the only thing that I would push back against that is that it's it every, like... <sighs> they're at about the half and half point no, Whereas I'm not our generation is that. like 80, almost 90 <laughs> percent. I don't think it's that high either. I mean, well, one, you know, if it, I don't. It, I, it depends I, I don't on how our, you want to split I don't the think our current status quo, especially economic, is benefiting the majority of people. And so yeah, if, you, if you phrase the argument as like, well, you know, either you love – you know, like neoliberal corporate economics, or you're a socialist. There's going <laughs> to be, that's not gonna even, be enough people that are going to be like, "Well, fuck it, I guess I'm a socialist then." Well, yeah, that's not, not like, even what I'm talking about. There's actually uh, it has more to do with uh, self-described political labels than like particular economic like positions. Okay, yeah. So like uh, the the percentage of people in, I guess, if you want to go with the label of Gen X for yourself, <laughs> the you, I'll, I'll just flip back right. and forth whenever necessary. You're, you're more of an outlier <laughs> for Gen X. Mm-hmm. And we are a bit more of an outlier for millennials mm-hmm. as far as like positions that we hold. Sure. Probably me more so than you, <laughs> but <laughs> depending on how you want to split that hair. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm 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 definitely fairly dissident at this point when it comes to most yeah. of the status quo. Yeah, I just don't fall in line with the majority of how they want to replace it. Mm-hmm. That's 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 yeah. the biggest difference. Our, our, we're we're both, I guess, probably <coughs> more equally. So just kind of prioritize yeah. different things. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's a bit right, right, tangential. Right. Um, did I mention that this is Terry? Did we say that out loud? I don't think we did. Okay. Hey, yeah. this is Terry. <laughs> I'm a, a, what? Returning veteran to the yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> how, many times, how many times have you been on the, um, two or three? Okay. Um, I think maybe four. Oh, really? Both of you actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause there, there was one other where we were both in it. I don't, yeah. Was, yeah. I don't, okay. So that was like, yeah, we, we talked about like how we grew up and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that now. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> how like we did backstory on Terry and it's like, how are you not a bleeding socialist? <laughs> right. 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 So, uh, and then anyway. things got worse and then, yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So much more. Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, the numbers, uh, suggests that uh, Gen Z is leaning uh, more so towards moderate and uh, Republican than towards uh, Democrat by mm. a pretty alarming margin compared to where millennials started. The, mm-hmm. so. the fun part about the fun part about being kind of dissident is I get to dunk on both sides. There's <laughs> just because you're Republican I does agree. not mean you're not entitled. Or, oh or no! Yeah. Of, my of my favorite meme in the world is making fun of boomers for being like you dirty communists and it's like all right but let's have the discussion about that social security though yeah. <laughs> and then it's like That's communist like, oh, uh, anthem going it's like okay well okay. I mean, p- part of it is that again this gets back to what i was talking about like uh, norway as an example because mm-hmm. they are very homogenous 
very high performing, mm-hmm. very high social trust, all else being equal, you know, things like social security to take care of people in an industrial or post-industrial way are just straight good ideas because, mm-hmm. the, you know, the way that we live currently is we live in a bubble. We discovered that fossil fuels burn real good and nothing <laughs> was the same. So you can't, you can't structure society like it, you know, um, but the I'm sensing a little bias here. Well, the, the, what what <laughs> you work in solar panels? So. Well, no, no, I mean, no cuz like you know fossil fuels are are, are great in the With extent that we can't replace them yet. Right I don't now, want them to go away. <laughs> right. Um but no you no you you're 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 right. You've got a point. But I mean it's the, um <laughs> Mr. I wanted to start a business where I was just planting trees and now there's actually a company doing that. <laughs> no, there is. I just I wasn't able to I wasn't able to make it work well. You didn't have the money so for it. it back. Yeah. But um the uh no like even even then um, all else is never equal. Yeah. Um, and so is that really an entitlement if you choose as a society to, you know, <laughs> like, like collectively to do that, you know, Hey, we're going to support each other because mm-hmm. it's called entitlement spending and they do have kind of a point. Definitionally, I think, yes. That well, that sure. <laughs> but, but, but is that, is that entitlement from an interpersonal standpoint? I get kind of I basically the the point of all this is I get kind of tired of people talking about entitlement and it immediately moves to like federal spending. Sure. Because we're not going to use social security. You all of us here are young enough nope. that that's probably I, not going to exist. And yet it, there, there there might be some type of like interpersonal, you know, um entitlement that, you know, <laughs> that happens. It's just it's such a it's such a complex word that you know all three of us went off on separate yeah, yeah. Separate mm-hmm. culturally and, you know, politically relevant things, you know, Germany, the United States, and it's all the same word just kind of wrapped up into it. So yeah. I don't I don't really know. I mean, I think in some ways, um millennials and zoomers have made virtue of necessity and they're yeah. much less entitled and than think, Gen X think, or or boomers because they're just there's there's less stuff, there's more debt associated with the things right. that they do. I think, I think it's largely th- that both groups are just a pushback to whatever the political well, uh, that's it as establishment well. you, you've was. Got, so. You've got... Which is what I was getting at with the Zoomer it, thing. Was it fucking like Plato back in the day that he was like, the youth of today have no respect for their elders <laughs> and they just sleep in all day like that? Okay, boomer. Well, exactly. It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and Zeus spake Go back to bed, boomer. And it was because that, that is always. Yeah. I would like to get so successful in my life that I can dunk on my children that oh, way yeah. twenty years from now. That's how I know I've made it. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. that is always going to be there in some respects. Mm-hmm. I think that the way in which it's it, that maybe being normally teenager level um, uh, entitled mm-hmm. is um, more or less harmful or annoying societally, depending on <laughs> how fragile or, or in what way society is fragile at this present moment. Mm-hmm. But in that case, the interesting question to ask is what's different now compared to last generation and mm-hmm. not why are these goddamn ki- kids acting like teenagers? Well, one, or of, why are these- one of the biggest differences that's defining between us and the generation following us is they largely don't know what a world without the internet looks like. Right. We are that, we are that weird about. balancing point between knowing what the hell a VHS is <laughs> and and then knowing that Netflix is like revolutionized, yeah. you know, listen the movie. to the episodes with Reese Carmen though. We touched on that. I did. Oh, well, yeah. I, was, I, was, <laughs> I didn't listen all the way through, but I did. That was actually yeah. really interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no. And I think that, uh, in, Please I mean, this is like the basic rewind. form of the, the conversation, but like 
we also grew up in uh, an environment that told us all of the the lies of like I mean I was able to be told like hey you can do whatever you want and mm-hmm. like you can I don't even know that it's fair to call the- that a lie though because like realistically that's more of just an outdated truism from like you know a long right like gone. our parents weren't yeah. lying they right. just were misinformed the, the, about the, the pattern uh, <laughs> the, the pattern to success that they grew up with just stopped being useful right is all it is but but they also created the environment that was like you know people always say like oh the millennials like grew up with participation trophies like we didn't put that policy in place right are you know baseball team decides that everybody gets a arguably right. the greatest generation handed that down to the boomers so <laughs> <laughs> well right you can you can do the whole fathers and sons theory uh theory but cycle some, some of the some of the um, biggest stuff that kicked that off though i would argue came from well, right. that transition. How, how much of that is just the the post-war bubble america was in just kind of naturally ending due to a lot of different reasons yeah. and and uh, you know we're nobody actually preparing for that yeah like literally mm-hmm. no one from federal level down to personal level actually preparing for that to not just be the new normal forever yeah. <laughs> i don't know but i mean that's you know it's um i don't want to take away from personal responsibility here right but when you're dealing, we're, we're going to touch on that. when you're dealing <laughs> with systems that are that large and move that slowly, but have that much force behind them. Momentum. I also <laughs> think it on on. I think it cruel even. Yeah. To just put one's own grit or personal, you know, personal responsibility by that and just do the whole, you know, like bootstrap yourself type stuff, <laughs> because you know it's it is possible, I guess, to bootstrap yourself when you've got a whole lot of implicit stuff behind you. Mm-hmm. Where you know if you fail, it's not catastrophic, and if you succeed, then you've got momentum for the rewards just immediately take off. And it should be, I believe, the goal of of any uh, community to try and build that for mm-hmm. their for their children. Does that give them a sense of entitlement? I think if things are going well, that question never really even arises because mm. your kids just go on to be successful. Yeah, yeah. And then when when the you know when that cycle runs out and it starts to not work anymore, and the kids are like, "But the previous generation," and it's like, "No, don't be entitled." It's like, "No, yeah, there's yeah. a there, you, we, clearly there have been a lot of systemic failures here." Mm-hmm. And if you're able to make it work anyways, then we should you know reward you for your personal responsibility. But when it doesn't, that's <laughs> not that you know maybe your personal failure maybe that is a personal failing but i don't i think it would be i think it would go back to being cruel if 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 you just held that as that was all that is mm-hmm. right yeah sometimes the world sucks and you just gotta right. fucking right. deal with it and sometimes it, sometimes <laughs> it goes cyclical where you know previous successes come with costs that you have to be paid later mm-hmm. so that you know it doesn't even have to be somebody's failing or somebody's malice that that mm-hmm. causes the previous system to not work anymore mm-hmm. but how many of those failures does it take before the system that's there to be a cushion can't support it anymore well that's that's the i mean it, i yeah, don't yeah. think anybody's able the to the economic know that every, free rider <laughs> question well, right um and i think the whole especially the first half of the cohort of the millennial generation, the the question that they would answer is it only takes one large enough, you know, crisis to do that of which it was mm-hmm. its own bevy of millions of bad decisions that were made that all added up into one. Well, some of those things I would uh, argue is part of the driving factor towards what's caused the uh, crowd and the zoomers to move a little bit more to the right though. Like they saw all of the, 
dumb crap that was pushed out through Obama's like bailouts and crap and Bush's bailouts too. Well, yeah, no, his too. I, I'm not defending Bush. <laughs> they, but, well, no, right, nobody, nobody, nobody can. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, like the the stuff that they're going to be more likely to remember though would have come from Obama. Just sure, I mean, well, you're right. There right, is, right. There, there is a is, generational cycle to this. Yeah. That when you're, you know, I'm 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 intentionally trying to speak in impersonally yeah. because it's larger than just like oh fucking obama you know um <laughs> however much you know however Thanks, much obama. right however much decision making process he might have had you know if not that but it's it, th- these types of problems i think would have happened regardless of who was in the white house mm-hmm. well um, i think there are some people you could put there that would make things better but not because they'd want them to mm-hmm. maybe so um, I'm, that I'm kind of dovetails into the second yeah, question yeah. Right? <laughs> uh but real quick let, before we get too far into that uh Terry, what's your, I guess, hypothesis? Why are people bad at failing in America? I mean, in a lot of places, I'd say people are bad at failing. It's, uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> right, well, I'm talking about America because we have a better context for that. Because we I have know, not I think, created I think that the question yet. I think the question is poorly constructed because you, you're kind of generalizing America, you know, across the board where I'd say that there are different places mm. in the country where it's significantly worse versus, you know, not Fair so point. bad. Yeah. Fair point. Um, you know. Now answer the damn question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm saying it's not as simple as just saying because X. Um, well, yeah. Know. I mean, we were talking about it for 30 minutes. We, right. It like, it's not like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it kind of depends on, I guess, the the subculture that you're looking at in America. So, like in in Oklahoma, there's a lot of, you know, if you fail, then that means you either begin selling or doing meth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it it just kind of our social safety net you, is needles. You have to have <laughs> a. Yeah, cases, yeah. You have to have, I guess, the knowledge of what to do from where you come back from like so if if you're trying to start a business right Mm -hmm. and it falls apart if you come from a family of addicts you probably don't have a clue what it looks like to try to climb back up from there and it's not even it's not even an you know, a question of having like monetary resources Mm -hmm. so much is just not having the knowledge Mm -hmm. because Thank realistically, you for that level of new, the so, nuance. Yeah, so like realistically, someone who's from that kind of background knows exactly how to go out and get a whole lot of money really quickly if they don't yeah, get yeah. caught. But then <laughs> what do you do with it from there? Mm-hmm. And plus, at that point, you've already dug yourself into, you know, a sort of hole that you might not even be able to come right. back out of once you just get wait that until money. they legalize it, and then it's fine. You just right. go legit. Well, and, and and then you end up with cartels, you know, firebombing, you know. What, what was it? Eight, nine children. Mexico's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so I, I think a lot of it just comes down to um, certain areas not having, you know, the right answer for what to do mm-hmm. from, you know, square one or, you know, Zero. the, <laughs> you know, square negative five yeah. or whatever. Um and the trouble with that isn't that, you know, people can't know what to do from there. It's mm-hmm. that it's not the same for everyone and it's not the same in every place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, you starting up a, a tech company in some states is laughable, but in other states it it's quite a bit more achievable, right, for right. example. Uh, 
so it's it's just there there are too many variables right and, right and not enough people that i would even say are smart enough to be able to try to like reasonably pursue going after mm. it because yeah if you if you look at a lot of the people who do make it big they either get incredibly lucky or they are very smart and you know or they were funded by lots of millions of dollars through either rich investors or their you, parents. You, you mean that <laughs> I can't get a small loan of a million dollars? We both <laughs> reference it. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, think, I think part of it also, and this is this will be my last comment on this, and yeah, then I'll yeah. let you start for yeah. a second question so I don't just yeah, monopolize yeah. Yeah, this. Yeah, that's fine. But that's um, fine. I think also part of it is that uh, losing didn't hurt so much um, st status-wise mm -hmm. um, previously, that it was still possible for a guy who... Because I don't think I don't I don't even think most incels to get back to the original you know, mm -hmm. the premise are mm -hmm. you know potentially completely unemployed. Sure, it just might be that they don't have it, you know they they they're they're retail workers or they yeah. you know or they're they're guys who um, they're roofers on the off season right or they have any type of job that is not high status and might be relatively high work and doesn't and really continues to tell them that they're the worst right. of the worst right what and it doesn't does that have to do with being an incel doesn't really have a whole lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah. doesn't really have a whole lot of of money definitely doesn't have a whole lot of status. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, previously their society was specifically set up to make sure that he got um, some benefit mm -hmm. from it. Um, I've even heard it say that, you know, they got like, like um, uh, participation trophy wives. And this, <laughs> th that was kind of a barb against the, against, you know, boomers. It was like, you know, well, mm -hmm. you all get participation trophies. And it was like, no, you don't understand how, how much this was set yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah. it was, it specifically was. Um, and so, you know, in, in, now that we haven't done that, we, we, and you know, in, in very, in many cases, women are actually more free now than they have ever been in mm -hmm. human society. I'm I don't not think making, anybody could argue against that. I'm point. not. Well, like, I'm not making. It, like, I'm not making a moral judgment on this. It's like I'm not <laughs> saying like you know if we just like if we just would repeal the 19th Amendment, all of this would go away. That's not what I'm saying. I have unironically seen a lot of conservative I, women. So, right. I'm not, I, I, like, oh again, 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 network effect. You will always find. No, like, always. Mm -hmm. but it was a lot. <laughs> when, like when you like snails for salt. Right. right. When you, when you have. I'll that, explain it later. We <laughs> haven't we haven't come up with ways to get around that yet. Yeah. And so it's just them on their, it's just mm -hmm. them on their own, literally yeah. on their own a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. And that just snowballs from there. Right. Um, let's touch on and not get touched by Trump first before we get to the solutions of things. Uh, <laughs> um, why is there still such a rabid following for Trump because he's big he, because he's big red tribe man and he, and he <laughs> yeah. makes big blue tribe people mad yeah so, so red, tribe people, red tribe people happy yeah. when blue tribe people he's also happy. he's also charismatic which mm -hmm. like no matter what you think about the policies that a politician you mm -hmm. know suggests charisma takes you most of the way mm -hmm. I mean look at Obama like yeah. he was charisma incarnate right <laughs> and, and he he I think he genuinely did believe the things he was saying on the campaign trail, it's just that once he got there, I don't it, know. Like, he's also a politician. Like, it's gonna be really I, difficult for you to believe that any of them believe anything. Yeah, while they're like, just, like, <laughs> like none of you get that's the benefit. a really none hard sell. None of you get the benefit of the doubt <laughs> at this point. Like um, e even the ones that I'm partial to. Mm. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and I, I think also that's that's a large part of the reason why he's still uh, got so much of a following mm -hmm. is people th that don't like him. Mm -hmm. They view all of these things that are clearly bullshit, mm -hmm. and they're like, 
they, they go to supporters and they're like, how can you put, and it, for them, it's it, like, you know, people say it's, you know, Trump inaugurated, you know, post-truth politics in this country. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He is a symptom of mm-hmm. most of the country realizing that post-truth politics is the way that we've been for a while. And no, we're just wanting it. to throw a yeah, grenade yeah. into it, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and, and the fact that he won, you know, he was an insurgent campaigner. Mm-hmm. The GOP didn't want him. He won anyways. I voted the against Democrats him. Did, right. <laughs> the Democrats didn't want him. He won anyways. And so he's the 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 never Trumpers and the GOP is the, the you know the the mm-hmm. real conservatives <laughs> are just as much um, f- focuses of of you know red tribe the the MAGA insurgency yeah, yeah. ire as as um, anyone else. And so I, I think that this the support for him is not nearly as rabid as it was. I mean, you know, if you listen to yeah. what he was saying on the campaign, you know, that he was going to deport millions of people and the wall mm-hmm. was going to get built with a with a a uh, an executive order immediately and uh, you know, Muslim ban and all of that. Mm-hmm. Part of that is the media because our corporate media is basically just propaganda and it yeah. doesn't matter what side that's on. Fox News can die on a fire just as soon as MSNBC can. Yeah. Um so, you know, part of that was that um Part of it is that he, it was a legitimate win for people who, with with a lot of justification, mm-hmm. believe that they have not had any representation in several decades. Yeah. It's very difficult to make people go back on that. There have been a not, significant number of people who uh, flipped teams to vote for Trump right. who previously had been voting Democrat for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he and I think that's in part where you're getting the never Trumper crowd, though, is because. The never Trump crowd sees all of these, you know, previous blue voters who are, you know, coming in and saying, hey, I'm a vote for that guy. I think it's more, I think, I think it's more cynical than that. The, the think tanks, the, I, the red tie wearing I was part of Washington. the never Trump crowd until I said, screw it, let's <laughs> no, go right, black but, flag. But, right. <laughs> but I mean, when, I, I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about yeah. the, the I'm talking about the individuals who are in leader quote-unquote leadership positions oh, okay, okay. in like the Republican I, I Party. Was, I was mostly vote. just referring to the vote. Well, sure. You know, like, you know, I, I, I am much more charitable for individuals making their decisions yeah. than people who have been in institutional, right. you know, power. Right. That's, and, yeah, that's and, fair. And, you know, um, because there's d- yeah. disparate impact he, there. He, he represents a, you know, kind of shaking of the foundations of the GOP that right. threatens when, a lot when, of... When Trump kept Bush the third and Clinton the second from being our, <laughs> our choice for president, and when he regularly makes people like Jonah Goldberg and uh, what the f- Bill Crystal apoplectically angry, yeah. it's mm. difficult to not give the guy some props, even if you disagree mm. with a lot of the other sure, stuff sure. that he's doing. Yeah. You know, When our media is clearly lying about everything, and he popularized the term fake news, mm-hmm. and so now you have a large... In fact, I think for, under, for people under 40, it's an outright majority of people who just don't... It's not that they just don't trust him. They don't, they don't listen to corporate news. Mm. And you have this huge flourishing all across the gamut, which is how you get interesting debates and interesting ideas entering the mainstream. And he was a supercharger of that. I'm not going to give him credit for for doing all of that because that sentiment was pre-existing that he just tapped into. And a lot of that was also just the natural ebb and flow of moving into more of an internet focused means of You're completely correct. But to have Russia. Well, to have have a a president do that. Yeah. is is immensely helpful, right. and I, I'm not sure if it outweighs the the detriments that he's doing. And my version of detriment is going to be completely different than yours mm. about you know what he's done or hasn't done. I think it's we're also going to be uh, pretty different. From right. I, I think I think <laughs> we're, I think we're agreed that the nepotism 
is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. The open nepotism. Because, mm-hmm. like, Obama had all of his people marry into the media <laughs> so they could just they could just be incestuous. Mm-hmm. But at least he had the class to not, like, actively promote Javanka <laughs> to positions that they have no goddamn reason being yeah. involved. There's just – there is an actual coarseness to Trump mm-hmm. that's intentional mm-hmm. – and for a lot of especially you mean his he's from New for York? a lot of his especially <laughs> well it's not just that because for a lot of his of especially his most fervent supporters there's a coarseness to them too mm-hmm. and that's okay well, i mean it's because i mean like, really, it's not i don't a I, I, large section of his support is actually the working class right. it, it's the group that realistically if anybody paid any attention to like the philosophical bearings for a lot of what actual leftism is supposed to be standing for you know that these are the people that they're supposed to be out right. to support and out to right. you know rally and up they, and, and that they and used they're to, not and that they used to be right. you know, america bipartisanly went super corporate the, the labor movement it's fucked over right it's fucked over everything um and trump in his actions is not being effectively anti-corporatists mm-hmm. but he's definitely galvanized a type of movement that probably wasn't elsewise on offer in 2016 mm-hmm. he's so, yeah, also I mean, he's more anti-corporatist than the democrats have been in i don't know how long but it depends on the <laughs> it depends on the depends on the democrat right well um, but generally it, it also right. depends on the corporation no, that, that's true <laughs> well, you know, the, the fact that even not being entirely anti-corporatist <laughs> is still enough to be more so than the party that's right. supposed it's, to it's sell a, itself. It's a third rail in politics. Yeah. If you want to do any of them, then all, then all yeah. of the corporate is going to be like, you know, we can't afford that because then yeah. what happens if next year they right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I think that I, for me, that would be the reason why is. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is that we've we've networked tribalism into politics mm-hmm. and the way in which American politics was set up, the rules you were supposed to follow mm-hmm. never took that into account. So it has it really has broken politics. And so now you're you're getting into the red tribe, mm-hmm. which is not just the Republican Party. It's all of these other uh, yeah, yeah. dissident uh, formerly underground groups that otherwise would not have seen the light of day mm-hmm. and can get very explosively popular very quickly mm-hmm. and get more mobilization than the staid, old, boring, you know, GOP, yeah, bow tie yeah. wearing GOP can. And you see the exact same thing on, on the left as well. You have like the hashtag resistance mm-hmm. probably has more in real life mobilization just on the strength of their online presence than the Democratic National Convention has <laughs> at this point. And when that happens, politics starts being, I mean, Trump functions like a tribal chief. Mm -hmm. He wakes up in the morning and he sends out tweets to his supporters and throws shade at his enemies as if he's doing a haka. Mm -hmm. And so that's, we've seen a a networked tribalism happen in American politics and it's, it's going to break the whole system down. Mm -hmm. But Trump is a symptom of that as much as a cause. Sure. Sure. Um, is there a way I won't say back, but right. through right. <laughs> B- boogaloo. <laughs> no, no, I, I have mean, I've become much more, I guess, nihilistic towards my view on these things and uh, more and more accelerationism is appearing to be. <laughs> I don't uh, think I really I don't think anybody under the age of 40 actually believes that we're not going to get through this without a crisis. I might have double negative in there, mm. but I really, I really don't because yeah, yeah. things are too broken and the levers of power are too, um, are, are too monopolized by people who either 
don't have skin in the game mm-hmm. or are out of institutional reach of people of the age to actually have to live with these problems for mm-hmm. the rest of their it's, lives. It also sounds like to some extent you've gone over a little bit of the details for how you prevent the this discussion that we're mm-hmm. seriously yeah. like th- this looks like a real thing. Uh, <laughs> a, a lot of that comes down to having people lay down roots that makes them not want to see that as right community know, which we've completely well and, and family like well, it, right but that's you know married right. married people with children don't go man you know what i think would really fix this a civil war right. <laughs> well, but also, and, and the funny part is is it wasn't like hard leftists that destroyed the family and splintered communities in this country it was capitalism it was chasing the bottom. Well, I was I think cor- corporatism. I was because when I say yeah. capitalism, I don't mean like just the existence of markets means that people can't. That's not what I mean. Well, it's I like also chasing. Just I wouldn't pure say that efficiency. capitalism is markets either. I've I've gone far enough down that. Okay, so we're trail. kind of we're kind of agreed <laughs> in that regard. In that 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 we got. We, we turned corporatist. And again, you know, we due to the Industrial Revolution, we invented things like birth control that had never existed before. So even if we hadn't changed anything 50 years ago, that would that was that's a societal sea change that we still haven't seen the whole ramifications of. So, like, you know, the, the, we're, we're still kind of in the dark at this because no one's ever done this before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the we speci- we intentionally or really even unintentionally, we just uncaringly let the communities that America built up over two centuries just completely wither and die mm-hmm. um, in, in, in the chasing of basically, you know, corporate profits and that the benefits of that have not accrued to the majority of people. Mm-hmm. And so that leaves people more open to uh, societal shocks, yeah. whether that be interpersonal, which can mm-hmm. lead you down the insult path, which we've talked about, <laughs> or it can be, you know, politically, which leads down the whole radicalization, radicalization path, which we see large numbers of people our age go into, you know, opposite camps. Yeah. Um, tr- trying to, trying to figure out kind of the same thing. Uh, we, tankies. We, we've had a, it's not just that though. You know, because, <laughs> it's, you know, and the, it's a lot blue, more than just blue two tribe, sides. Blue tribe has, well, you're right. Um, but <laughs> blue tribe has a lot more than just tankies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a whole gamut and mm-hmm. red tribe has a whole lot more than just the alt-right right. as their, you know, proto shock troops. Um, it's a, it's a whole gamut. Um, but everybody knows whether you're blue tribe or red tribe. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's yeah. whether or not you can work with those other people that makes you that tribe. And then you, you the, know, the ones that them. are in the worst spot are the ones that plant themselves in the orange position, which is too close to the middle of, uh, between both. Well, right, right. The, eventually the middle won't be able to hold That's what mm-hmm. is the yeah. thing is that, right. you know, that and that anyone have... who tries is going to just make themselves, make themselves yeah. a target to too many people. Right. As a, as a very loud Yang ganger, uh, <laughs> Uh, I find the, is there the, any other type yeah. right uh, yeah uh, <laughs> it's it's really funny seeing the the crossroads of that because it's like oh like yang is a libertarian trojan horse and then it's like and what? then on the other <laughs> side it's like oh that's just the nanny state providing more welfare Not with ubi I wouldn't, I wouldn't it's even... like <laughs> anybody on the left who would accuse him of being libertarian in the sense of like Libertarian Party has literally no idea what the Libertarian right, Party even right, stands right. for. Like he, the fact that he just like, was able to pull off getting to a debate means that he's a lot more organized than anybody at Libertarian Party. <laughs> you're you're right. Alliance. You're right. But also, he he holds a lot of positions that would be just definitionally authoritarian to most LP Libertarians. Sure. So yeah, like, but you're you're like way in that rabbit hole of Libertarian. I, like, no, I, no, I, that I, that <laughs> that is stuff that I would absolutely consider to be a mainstream Libertarian position in terms of what. 
is labeled libertarian Mainstream in the country. Libertarian. Yeah, that's that's a good. Well, no, that, that gives you that gives you an idea of where I am. That I have to actually delineate. Which the is why once again I said you're way but, in the rabbit but, hole. Of but I but I know well enough what they would look at and be like, no, that's too much. Right. <laughs> and and he is one of them, and it's. It's it's funny because the memes that come out of that, come out of that are amazing. But sure. well, I mean, I, I I've told you this before. I think that that some type of libertarianism as an as an in state is good. As in, like you know, we're at the point where we can leave people be, and we don't need a large amount of coercion to make things work. Right. Mm. I completely disagree in the means of getting there. Have but I like, have I described my position on that in terms of uh, being destinationally to me uh, yeah. yeah okay, okay. You know, so, and I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if yeah. this podcast here is the right it's like, the it's like oh, that's, yeah. that's anyway because a, a side road that, right it's a side into, of a yeah. side <laughs> um, but yeah anyway i think I, you know I, I i i do have a, a something that i think will help make the tribes weaker is literally just switching to rank choice voting yeah, but the problem with that is that you have to convince them in the first place right, right. to give up that power. Right, there's, and it there's, 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 really, there's, actually uh. three, there's actually three tribes. Um, this isn't my idea. This is mm. from a guy named John Robb, who pretty much everybody should read. He's on Twitter and he's got a book called um, uh, Brave New War. Uh, that's not really entirely military related. It's about the networkization mm-hmm. of cool. society and, and how it competes within itself to kind of get maximum... Um, spread and maximum effect of things so it is about war well, kind of, <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not like a purely military book it's got a lar- much larger application it's, it's, it's russia and um, ukraine <laughs> sure. um but it's it, he talks about you know red tribe blue tribe and also mm-hmm. what he calls gray tribe which is the status quo mm-hmm. and it is mm-hmm. much smaller by numbers but it has a much more outsized effect yeah and that that when you're when you're talking about you know any solution that would that would maintain the stuff any solution that wouldn't have some type of paradigmatic shift would mean that one and it would probably just be one of these tribes would subsume and begin to change the way gray tribe worked Mm -hmm. and i don't see that happening Mm -hmm. i think blue tribe has a better chance of doing it than red tribe does Mm -hmm. um just Mm -hmm. because of the people who make it up and because the way in which they want to work and the what the things they want to do Mm -hmm. but i I still don't think think it's gonna i would argue that they're losing their grip on that just for the time being slowly though yeah, I mean, you're probably you're probably right. Um, uh, so that means that they're going to start growing desperate to do things. <laughs> I think everybody is. You know, I well, mean, I know what, what happens. I, I the, the next 2008 that... is mm-hmm. eventually going to happen. We haven't really fully recovered. Yeah. Uh, there's large spectrums of the of of the economy that haven't at all. And in 2008, we weren't networked. You know, mm-hmm. people still tried to do Occupy and the Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And yeah. tried to you know petition and then through these the through the hierarchy up hating each other even though like what eighty well, eighty percent or more of their, well that's what that's yeah, what I said yeah. is that you know a large part of of even tankies and even the alt right mm-hmm. a large part of that is just excessive corporatism and government if you could fix that then sure mm-hmm. um, but the longer this goes on the bigger a gulf there comes between them and the more fringe ideas get picked up and mainstreamed within those tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, 10 years from now, things that would be ridiculed today might be outwardly held as, as completely acceptable. And these things would be um, diametrically opposed within, you know, the the, the network groups. Mm-hmm. And also, neither one of them would have outright support for Grey Tribe. Mm-hmm. So I mean, at that point, you've, you've just got like a Lebanon what you're situation describing going on, right now so. mm-hmm. is 
very, very much what uh, right libertarians have been doing to the Republican Party. Sure. Like a big part of the reason why the LP doesn't get traction is because most of the libertarians that actually matter for anything have been just basically slowly wearing down a lot of positions that have been long held in the Republican Party. You're, you're right. So My point, though, isn't just that it's a wearing down, but that it's being replaced very, very quickly with this network network systems mm -hmm. that makes it very, very easy for an individual person who may not really be affiliated through money or through time with a, mm -hmm. a normal, you know, yeah. regular, mm -hmm. what we call political party. No, I, I agree. I was just saying, saying this is an example of something that largely mirrors your, your situation okay. here that has mm -hmm. been happening over the past, sure. what, probably 20 years. At and least. this exact same thing happens on the, on the, the left Democrats as well. Democrats and progressives. Yeah, the, absolutely. Right, the, the, that progressives have done really probably the best job of anyone in American politics of hollowing yeah. out non-progressive. They've been, they've been I'm, I'm, far more or, successful to, uh, than libertarians have well, been. Well, I, I guess hard lefty because it's, you know, hard lefty as opposed to just like your normal progressive dem of, of right, really right. hollowing out. Like the, uh, the Democratic Socialists of America have completely outsized support because they are a networked group. Mm -hmm. that has and and they they do that and it, it's it's um in a similar way to like you know the printing press revolutionizing things or um electricity or fossil fuels the the invention of personalized networking mm -hmm. is going to have that same size we're already seeing it have that same size of effect yeah. but the invention of of the printing press was probably the largest spark leading to the wars of religion in europe I mean, these things almost never happen <laughs> placidly. The, the trouble that they're having now is that while they might have numbers, they don't currently have effective messaging uh, as far as internet culture goes. Yeah, well, I mean, and they, they because did, right they now, out name. I, I, <laughs> I, I will name the top three sources of memes, which are going to be the most effective ways of, uh, you know, spreading information quickly. Right. And in order, they are. Guess, you know, 4chan. Okay. <laughs> the Donald. Okay, so I'd say Reddit and, in general. And then and then the next one is as close as you're going to get to left. And I would argue it's just kind of, you could say Ancapistan, but like arguably I would just say like the libertarian network of pages that got blew up. I think that's actually, I think that's actually a good um, <clears throat> they They got example. blew up, so they've been fractionated. No, I think that's actually a good example of, of, of being implicitly Red Tribe and only seeing things from a Red Tribe perspective. Because... <laughs> Memeing things like like I mean the, they're, they're, no I'm not, MIT I'm not, literally I'm, did a study no, on this I, stuff. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I am saying that the type the, the like the strategy of making um of of culture jamming basically mm -hmm. institutionalized culture jamming mm -hmm. is is an insurgency thing yeah because they're trying to break it down and then route around things that are broken down so they can get what they want the DSA I mean, doesn't have yang to, gang the, is trying to do the same thing for it, the left right it, now it, it mm -hmm. is in, in in fairness it is there it's because you get you get cross-pollination back and forth yeah. because they are in competition with each other yeah the DSA doesn't have to outmean people because no. they've got on the ground organization right. and deep pockets and they've right. got, you know, attorneys on staff and stuff. And so when, when they, they're very much hashtag resistance because their goal is to moralistically put rules in place that only they can follow. And so then only DSA people, you see that you saw this happen. Mm -hmm. They did it. They did it in, um, uh, uh, I think it was a state Senate race in Chicago and Illinois. Mm. and it was an incumbent and they just blitzed him out of office and they were like you know you're a fucking white male you're racist <laughs> you're they, they threw the whole book i'm not you know they threw the whole book at him right, basically right. and they froze him out and it doesn't matter whether they were true or not they were definitely very effective and they were able to put a, a you know, like a, like an out and out intersectionalist 
super progressive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, aggressive progressive in office by using basically a carbon copy of the hashtag resistance book against mm-hmm. someone who was supposedly blue tribe, mm-hmm. but wasn't sufficiently blue tribe. Yeah. So I, I think you're right in the, in the sense of like, you and, know, and you've, for got, the record, you've got these internet places being, I'm, I'm actually not just pulling this out of my butt either. Like, I don't think you are. Before saying think, this, I've actually, are. I've actually seen data that like supports these. The, the only one that I would say is a stretch is uh, trying to put Ancapistan in there, mostly because in true libertarian fashion, most of these sources are very, very largely decentralized. Right. And Which, some of that yeah. comes from Facebook blowing up the biggest right. uh, libertarian pages. So then after that, they came out and said, this is Liberty Memes 2.0, and this is Liberty Memes you know, 3.0, and but this is all totally red, not Liberty Memes. Tri- but that's all Red Tribe stuff because right. it's, all, but it's all insurgency. Yeah. Like it's, the, part, of the, part of the problem in trying to find a solution for this is that the groups aren't equal they're not the same they don't act mm-hmm. the same they yeah. don't have the same goals and they don't behave the same right. so it's it's it, it's not going to be enough to like seize the memes of production and then equalize it between the two right. because that's going to be implicitly a bigger um a bigger loss to the the red tribe insurgency because that's their that's one of their biggest things is uh you know like like they, they can shut down entire college campuses with one sheet of paper saying it's okay to be white yeah, yeah. Blue tribe can't do that mm-hmm. they can't but blue tribe can get people blacklisted from speaking there Mm-hmm. And show up with organized people that will prevent you from coming. Um, so, you know, s- sharing organizational power mm-hmm. would hurt Blue Tribe more. So they're not going to want to do that. Right. But but sharing um, kind of like, you know, mimetic or or uh, cultural power mm-hmm. would hurt the other well, one. Just, just by the rules of their own, like, moral matrices, they can't even compete on that level. Though. Well, and that's what, that's like what, they, it, that's they, what they, it comes that's from. That's just not that an got, option right. that they have right. without actually stepping at, back right. to being liberal instead of progressive. Right. Like, they literally have to sacrifice some of their own moral, I guess, values to uh, get back to that point. That's a good point that I probably was going to forget, but, like, p- part of the, the issue that when, when America became excessively corporatist. So I think I've said that like 14 times. Yeah. It, really is, it really is the root yeah, of a yeah. lot of our office yeah. is, mm-hmm. is that America stopped even caring about or even considering that it did have a unified culture. Yep. And we don't anymore. Yep. The left and the right used to both be liberal in, in like the truest in the, sense. In the enlightenment yeah. sense. The, right. Yeah. But and, then different groups decided that they needed to, you know, differentiate themselves well, from each other to power show. Power a vacuum. And so yeah. when, when it became about, you know, dollar signs more than, than building up kind of like this community, this garden of community with it, where everything was multifaceted. Labor movements friends. started uh, to take root for a little while. And then eventually they stopped being useful to right, the left. They and su- then, right. They got supplanted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and every, everything yeah. did. There's not, there really is not any uh, legacy community organization that still has legs that feeds in just as much to the insult problem as it does the political well that's i was waiting for that because that's actually the next thing is that um is there a way of sort of tying that back into the whole like so i have this thought of like looking at the japan example as an extreme of a completely monocultural homogenous yeah um that they've created a community Mm -hmm. that essentially self-dictates without even really creating laws right it just Mm self-regulates it the way that the community behaves In, in true woke fashion i would like to suggest that japan be given back to the natives 
What? <laughs> well, the people that we now understand to be Japanese are actually not the original ethnic uh, group that lived yeah, there. Yeah, if you go to Hokkaido, which is the Northern Island, there's there's some there's because it's the no, no I'm serious. I'm serious. Like I actually know about this because I, I I told you before this started that I'm not as extremely online as I used to be, and I'm actually mm. reconsidering that because that's actually a relatively new meme, and I knew about that, and I'm kind of mad at myself that I knew about that. I'm like, God, yeah, I'm I'm still way too on the internet now. Uh, but no, it's it's uh, that that people because uh, Japan hasn't had mass immigration, it mm. becomes a touchstone for you know, oh, you should do this because they're still going to be Japanese and. Well, you should take in because they're not having babies and they're all going to, you know, like Japan's like old sure. as fuck and it's just going to die away. And then somebody came up with the whole like, well, if you really want to solve Japan's problems, give it back to like the actual Japanese and just, just to throw shade. And yep. it had an effect. So it, that, that's the thing. <laughs> to answer your question. Right, Or, or right. actually, well, continue asking. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Um, Sorry. So having a, or even less extreme uh to an extent than Japan, uh, like you were mentioning Norway, yeah. that has a sort of egalitarian sort of point of view Very, yeah. in in that it can help with that sort of incel thing in that your community is no longer just your internet meme lords right. that are feeding into your degenerateness. Uh <laughs> Uh, but it's actually like someone that knocks on your door and sure. is like, I haven't seen you like go out for groceries in right. a while. Are you okay? Um, Part of the trouble with that goes back to Dunbar's number like we discussed. Yeah, we phone. did discuss that last yeah. night. Um, and yeah, so we can touch on that. Uh, the the <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up. So that's actually, yeah, yeah. That's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the challenge in that does become that since our network has exploded and imploded uh in that our network has grown really big right. through the internet but also really small interpersonally right. um so the our measure of dunbar's number is strange yeah so no, you, you i think it thing. would be very i think it would be very rare for a person in current america to have interpersonal relationships with anything approaching a Dunbar's number amount of people. I mean, yeah. I keep my uh, Facebook friends list down to less than 150, I believe. Right, but that's, so. not, that's not interpersonal. <laughs> yeah, that's not no, even no. really. No, no, no. My, my point there is that I purposefully don't add people unless there's someone who I think I should keep in contact with sure. because of more of an interpersonal mm. like relationship. I add and everyone who adds me because I have things to promote. You're... <laughs> identity is so at risk <laughs> so very but anyway well that, anyone that, is that looks like a different discussion is, is something else but oh, no not even that but yeah, that, yeah. again that's a that's a discussion for another time <laughs> you don't have anything is, to steal go ahead yeah <laughs> i don't i mean it's we need i've i've tried to shy away from from oughts rather than is is this sure. whole thing so to 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 just dip my toes in in shoulds or or anything America really does need more organic community mm -hmm. at pretty much all levels. I don't think that that's going to happen with the population level and density that we have for most think, of the places where it's most important. I think it's, I think it's, it's not. Important. Ironically, I think some type of huge fuck-off crisis would be the necessity leading well, to more of community course, anyways. But I'm not, trying, I'm not does, trying to promote does that. does indeed <laughs> decrease the but, population yeah, density. Right. So. Is that in, in a lot of ways, America's successed itself to death. We have a 1790s era... Uh, political system that has somehow lasted for 230 years, <laughs> um, which is really kind of a world record. That re that very rarely well, happens that it lasts that long. Well, yeah, and oldest so, uh, sure, uh, just 
pure American stubbornness. No, it's, it's, I, think it's, I think it's a facet of, of how well it was designed to begin with. Mm. But on a long enough timeline, everything breaks and we're kind of getting to that as well. Mm. And so I mean, if you want to design, I if mean, you wanted to design a perfect system from the ground up, you could do that, but that's a lot less difficult than trying to reform the mess that you find yourself in mm-hmm. now. I mean, the, all, all I would say is that, you know, begin where you are with what you have right now um, and just start building organic. And you and I were talking about, you know, the the automated garden thing right, yeah, and, yeah. and um, even what we're doing right now with the podcast, which mm-hmm. will disseminate to, you know, j- j- to mostly local people here. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are a lot of bottom up things that that Americans can do. I also think this goes assortively. I think that that the the blue tribe, red tribe thing need not be um, need not have violent borders if you do it well because you can assortively you know i think i think a a good end result would be to have like 80 to 150 that dumbbars number of people that would then have its own network to try Mm -hmm. and get those network effects to get what it wants done collectively but then inside that group you don't have to use that because it can be very abusive Mm -hmm. to be inside of a network group you know if you have things to promote then all you're doing is just promoting you're not actually having um right uh, right uh organic contact with people mm. and on the other end of that it's just consume product right, get right. excited for new product <laughs> don't you know and so, so th- it can have an immense effect mm. yeah and i don't th- i don't want to get rid of it because i think the benefits if you do it right outweigh the the uh, costs but they don't right now which mm. means we're not doing it correctly yeah. and i think that starts with first off it just starts with understanding it that that and i think you summed mm-hmm. it up better than i could have that we have an outsized network growth and we've just completely atrophied our interpersonal <laughs> so we're in this weird situation right mm-hmm. now where no one is actually getting what they need mm-hmm. um we're very very few because like i said there are some people who can make that network effect work but there's it's not, a minority there's also just a lot of people who are just opting to step out of social media as it has existed for yeah. like the mm-hmm. last eight to ten years yeah. anyway just yeah. because that's, it's, that's it's healthier to, that's me to a t well, I've got I've got Twitter I mean, for basically memes. I mean, you and even have it. you Snapchat, even have people maybe. whose like livelihood is this like you know monster that is social media and you know current mm-hmm. events and yeah. all of these things who say this is so like just exhausting that I have to step away from this for sure. a month yeah. of every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's and then even then some of them they can't afford to step away from it. So then like yeah. you can. Th- you you can like plot out a graph where you watch them get increasingly more like uh, main uh, manic or whatever. Right, that's like what, crazy. That, that's what I mean by abusive. which is it's, which is know. everybody's favorite. You know, Bernie supporter Tim Pool. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's uh, he's he's straight up addicted to it. There's, he is losing the, his. Crap. That reminds me of uh, they um they did a study of like Reese's monkeys, little baby Reese's monkeys, mm. and they had uh, do they, they have peanut butter inside. I, I wish. Okay. Uh, but, that would have made um, them a lot more <laughs> yummy. That, I, I think it's like Rhesus, but I'm from Oklahoma, y'all, so like it, everything comes out draw. Um, Sorry, guys. Rhesus monkeys. Um, and they they basically took the, the mother away, and they had um, one like wire mother standing yeah, with yeah, milk yeah, and one funny. with felt. Mm-hmm. And the babies would cling to the felt the because that was that that was what was st- they wanted the love and the mm-hmm. affection and they would like run over and get milk and they would run back to 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 come yeah, yeah. and they did another they did another uh, study I say they scientists but you know um, where they would take uh, babies it's the same they that did surgery on exactly it, right? exactly it's just one <laughs> they actually that's what we, if we could find that they yeah and, <laughs> and, and 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 somehow corral them all of our problems would go away yeah, we yeah. need to find they um, but no but they, they it was a it was a mama bird 
and the the baby birds were you know mm-hmm. honking for for food and they created like a super baby bird whose mouth was brighter red and who squawked louder and the mom because you know bird brain just fed the fake bird and mm-hmm. the other bird the, the, her actual children would have died mm-hmm. it's called um super fuck me now i'm gonna forget uh super um um technical term super I, I, fuck me yeah yeah so, yeah, so <laughs> from 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 your mind's perspective it's not uh it's there's no real difference it's um like super um not senses but like reactions sure, to sure. it that um things are so um so in some cases defined to be addictive but um so overt and so yeah. much like, so super so above and beyond like plus ultra from the way our minds <laughs> were you know evolved to do that um you you have to you have to take that into account Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm firmly convinced that if you took like a Leave It to Beaver family and you threw them into 2019, you'd start to see a lot of of weird shit happen. Yeah, because human like their mental firmware is the same as ours, and you're putting them in in something that was in it, that's that's very very novel that no one's ever ever experienced mm-hmm. before. So I'm confident that this will get solved. I just don't know if it's not going to take a big a, a, some a, sort of some crisis sort of or crisis war to, right something. Well, uh, touching on something you just mentioned there, there's actually been uh, some stuff that I've seen suggested by, uh, particularly, I believe it was Jonathan Haidt, uh, around uh, brain development. It's something that uh, yeah, Santiago yeah, and I touched on a little bit. Uh, but uh, they're, they're showing that there are uh, pretty significant, like, measurable decreases in uh, brain volume uh, yeah. just through very recent, yeah. uh, like, not even going back a hundred years, like you're, there's already like noticeably smaller, uh, brains that are coming out with people. You know what that makes me remember or uh, think of what? there was when, when people first started going into factories, you know, they lost a lot of height yep. uh, because they were yep. working very early. And the, the, the amount of nutrition they were getting went down because we had just suddenly invented cities, like big cities yeah. right. and we right. didn't know how to do them. <laughs> and so, you know, people extrapolated that out. And they were like, holy shit, the people of 2100 are going to be three feet tall. Yep. Because, you know, and that didn't happen because mm-hmm. we, we affected. But, you know, the, for the people in the middle of that, life in many ways just sucked ass. And yeah. so we were finally uh, generationally able to get mm-hmm. that. So when I, when I view that, I'm like, hey, if we continue on our current, you know, we're just going to we're just going to stupefy ourselves. Yep. So that I don't think we're but going to. The, the trouble again, with that, though, is there is no way that I think that you'd be able to make the case that that's going to do it across the globe though, because there are a lot of places that actually don't have the same like selection pressures and stimuli that you're seeing. Super stimulus. That's what it's called. (laughs) Thank you. you. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But like there, there are a lot of places that aren't getting just absolutely wrecked by the amount of uh, like, you know, internet usage, which is a big part of what they're, you know, assuming is causing a lot of this. I'd I'd agree. Now it goes back to what I said. We beat the game so hard that we're fighting our own minds. (laughs) Now to, to that same uh, note though, the, it seems like there's also a pretty significant increase in, if I'm remembering right, uh, like neural pathways, uh, that are being found in these smaller brains. Okay. So they're they're not sure what it means yet. Right. <laughs> just, but just becoming dense. Yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of going like big brain alien, we're actually just gonna have like a like a neutron star brain. We're we're gonna be like <laughs> that would, the that chimpanzee would actually, version would, of brains where explain, it feels like you're holding something made of wood, but it's actually the brain. <laughs> that would explain that would explain the paradox of why we don't find life 
is of uh, you know alien life is they discover social media and they just turn into memes. <laughs> yeah. Our just, final step of evolution just, is everybody. Meme. Everybody is a meme supercomputer in twenty one fifty. Yeah, this is it. your future. <laughs> oh, um, transhumans. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there was there anything else that we could? touch on i mean i think uh, the, the, the I problem think, the problem is that there's always too much that we can yeah, touch yeah, on right, yeah. well there was one thing in particular that you mentioned with uh mentioned to me before uh, mm. this most recent i guess request for mm. you know doing recording and stuff and that was uh uh i guess regr- regarding uh like crude humor and, oh right yeah so that might be an entirely separate podcast but, okay i wouldn't mind uh <laughs> <laughs> um but Maybe with, the denizens of the deep, right, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> along with at least this conversation, I, I do think that um, I guess I, I've sort of been trying to like pull this back into a thing, and so uh, back even more into the thing that this podcast does is uh, I talk to a lot of people, uh, specifically in the music industry, mm-hmm. um, but. That is actually the problem that the music industry in Oklahoma and like the Oklahoma Metro or OKC Metro is trying to deal with is the fact that there's a lot of people and no one seems to see that there's local music here. Mm -hmm. And so in that same sense, the music scene is trying to create a community of people in, and so we're sort of seeing a, a micro form of mm-hmm. what we're trying, what we would like to happen, or at least what would the the underserved minority that's very angry and alone. So uh, I've, I've figured out your problem. <laughs> Go ahead. You just need the uh, Oklahoma music industry version of the Koch brothers. Gross. <laughs> that would suck. I Tell me I'm wrong, though. Uh, would, would, that be, yeah. would that be the Dr. Pepper Brothers? Yes. This part of the world? Yes. Um, oh, that, was, that that made me feel bad. Can one of them be dead? Uh, That's a good place I mean, to start. Uh, really, all you need them for is the money. So right, that, right. But, so, I mean, I guess, as long as yeah. <laughs> somebody and, and has sense, to be... In if a, you're talking about local dead guys that would give you money, I think the T. Boone Pickens group would be a good... <laughs> for, no, but um, I, I, I really like that. Mm. Um, I really do. I think, I mean, humans are community building Mm -hmm. animals and you can either build like, you know, uh, progenerative or, or degenerative (laughs) communities. And I feel like with the internet, because it is so much a wild west, it's easier to build degenerative communities than it is, uh, generative ones. And that's a large part of what we're seeing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know cause I don't have a whole lot of experience with that. I'm, I'm getting to the point in my own life that I've got the resources mm-hmm. and I've got the willingness now that I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to f- take the first steps to try and build effective communities mm-hmm. just with, you know, that well, I do in my free time. Um, and I really don't have a whole lot of answers for that. I feel like I've, yeah. I feel like I've, I've very well, well figured out the problem. <laughs> there are risks inherent to trying to make that transition anyway. Cause like correct. I've, I've literally watched an old school, uh, like, uh, B-board, you know, old fag transition into being the wokest of woke. Right. Like, <laughs> it's, it, the the problem doesn't have a clear-cut answer. Kind of go back, going back no, to some of the things. You're completely and, correct. There's costs associated yeah. with community. That's why people are so willingly, uh, that's why they're so willing to 
take a break from them or just to leave them entirely because mm-hmm. they're gonna, the, the costs, you have to pay the cost whether you get the benefits or not. At its best, the benefits far outweigh mm-hmm. it, but you have to pay those costs mm-hmm. either, either yeah, way. You just yeah. reminded yeah. me of um, the opening lyrics to a new favorite song of mine. You have to, sh- <laughs> um, you have to show me afterwards because yeah. yeah. you find music that I like that I would have never found. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, no, uh, Sable recently yote off of Facebook. Um, okay. And part of that was the like explosive nature of what social media has right. done. So I mean, I've been slowly doing the same thing. I don't yeah. know if you've noticed, well, it's, but it's, like, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm really not cranking out memes like I used to. Really them. happy no, never mind. that I've been off Facebook for as long as I have yeah. been. Yeah. But it took a crisis to, to put me there. Right. Mm-hmm. It was not something I would have chosen to, have sure, to sure. happen to me to, to like, do that. So. The, the filthy capitalist in me is what made me uh, start to <laughs> kind of step back from right. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, it's just... When I'm at my most cynical, I think that the thing that community should do in this country is prepare for an inevitable crisis <laughs> and take, you know, take advantage of it when it when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not normally that cynical, so I think sure. it's more charitable. And I just I, I, I enjoy watching. And I've, this really is something that as my cohort and I'm a younger millennial, so I'm sure this has been going on for 20 years that mm-hmm. I didn't know about because I was just too young and experienced. Sure, to see sure. this. But as as you know, my age of cohort has, be, has kind of gotten into their mid to late 20s now. Mm-hmm to watch all of these uh, different, you know, community building programs to happen. And then, you know, to have the ability to network with each other, but for the onus to be on that, you know, that, that literally doing the the grunt work of building community. (laughs) And I'm like, we're all going to make it. Yeah. We might hate each other. You know, it it might take an actual (laughs) crisis, but we're all going to make it. So that's, that's, that's the biggest. Yeah piece of an answer that I have. Sure. I mean, I guess if, if you feel like, something bad is going to happen at least start forming a community yeah, so that I, it's I would, there whenever yeah, i would argue this this might make neither of you happy but i would argue that uh the woke progressivism that all three of us seem to be complaining about to some degree or another here um isn't attempted exactly that no actually you're completely right yeah you're, so you're <laughs> so uh, the, the so issue there is just focusing on Things that bring people together as opposed to th- the things that make you different, which sure. uh, brings yeah, me well, back and, to and, Jonathan Haidt. The but the <laughs> version of things that bring people together. Right. And it's very easy to bring people together to fuck over that other person well, because yeah, how dare they? Turns yeah, that's, out that's, whenever that's the Twitter. things that you're focusing on in terms of differences are things that people have no control over. Right. Yeah. You, you're literally doing nothing but making things yeah. worse right. for everybody. Right. You know? So. Like th- there is there is no scenario in which that comes out profitable for people across right. the board. Well, and also th- that goes into the fact that you know the the human hindbrain is is still living in caves, and America is extremely novel for that <laughs> hindbrain to live in. There's there are very few nations that have ever existed that are more multicultural than the United States mm-hmm. is, and our hindbrain didn't evolve. For, I'm not again. I'm not making a moral judgment on this. I'm just and saying you should read "Civilized to Death" by Chris Ryan that I just have. came out. Well, oh well, shit! Okay. Yeah. One one of the most useful tools insofar as what I've read up on to this point for getting past a lot of these hurdles has been religion, though, as much as I know that you're not a fan of that idea. I think every society needs a religion and that that the the hashtag resistance is its own secular I was going to say we're in the middle of trying to produce a secular religion right now. And it's doing terrible things. (laughs) (laughs) It is doing terrible things. In the same way that religion has done terrible things. But but, but but the the common denominator there is the people. Many people talking all at once. I was just going to say the common denominator is people are terrible. So (laughs) People can be terrible. 
that every mm, single person has the capacity to be terrible. Uh, that, that goes back to the quote, everything that is human is familiar to me. So <laughs> I, the, the, uh, the version I came from, the version I heard of this, and this comes from a guy who's like outright reactionary. So take this from what you will, but he was like, you know, any, any goodness that humans have ever, um, invented or, or, or hold came from hell in that it took an enormous amount of suffering to eke out any amount of mm -hmm. that. So on the one hand, the fact that, you know, we can sit here and have this conversation, you know, discuss all these things means that, you know, things aren't, you know, really that, that bad. bad. I mean, they have yeah. the, the, the capacity. That doesn't to, mean that they're it, going it, the direction that we'd exactly, like them to be. Exactly. It doesn't mean, you know, um, because people have seen crises coming before and mm -hmm. have not been able to forestall them. That has to be one of the worst feelings you could possibly have. Which is um, thanks, what we're fuels. in. Well, exactly. Yeah, everybody, everybody, you know, everybody kind of feels that. That way, that I what? think that there is some stuff that, that I missed. Something. Well, oh, just that there's, there's change. There's, right, oh, there's okay. no, I didn't, I didn't right. hear what there's you said. There's this slow rolling, mm -hmm. sometimes terrifyingly fast yeah. rolling series of interrelated conflicts um, yeah. that are that are kind of washing up with ever increasing frequency and fur um, that that threatens to wash away a lot of stuff, maybe even mm -hmm. stuff that we didn't want to, because everybody wants some shit to be washed away. That's the mm -hmm. scary part is everybody has at least a little bit that they're like, well, well you know, yeah, but, but it'd be too bad. Exactly. You know, but then if it, <laughs> if it really takes everything away, you're like, no, fuck, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> the, but yeah, that, that, um, yeah, I think even a lot of it is that if good community replaces what came before it mm. and there is a lot worth replacing yeah. about current America that might've even worked well, previously but mm. clearly doesn't now yeah and that mm -hmm. on its own merits means that it, it that it bears yeah. you know yeah. replacing so i think that's a good yeah that's about what to, that's about what yeah, i yeah, got yeah. <laughs> um let's start this direction terry plug your stuff uh, <laughs> i'm not doing <laughs> yeah. anything on media anymore so right I mean, but you have a business that you yeah but i don't know running. that i don't know that i want to associate that with anything that i just said i told you i'm, <laughs> I'm purposefully <laughs> trying to step away from this stuff to keep that separate from all of the crazy things that i've previously fair said enough, online. fair enough uh, it's up yeah. to you if you want to yeah no i'm, I'm I think, okay i think that the people that listen to this few though they may be are good people yeah but i've already had like hardcore uh like anarcho-communists try to like dox me and stuff i hate and when hardcore anarcho-communists try and dox me i definitely have feelings of sympathy for that yeah is the conditioned response yeah <laughs> i don't that does, anyway. that does suck though that's because yeah. it's there that, that's that fringe online thing that just i mean fucking... Yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty positive that the particular individual in question wouldn't have been able to do anything at were they, all. Were they one, they didn't. That makes it worse. No, they weren't local. Okay. Oh, so uh, one, they were broke because you know anarcho-communists. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also uh, my response was I just showed them a photo of a rifle and then they kind of like went quiet. <laughs> Happens. So, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll plug my stuff. What the the thing that really kind of turned or really uh, capstone. Um, just how good of a year this has been for me personally is uh, I'm uh, I'm working in uh, off grid solar now. Hell yeah! I, I really, it's called Off Grid Enterprises. It's out in Norman, so I'm about to move down there to, so I don't have an hour commute because that would sure. suck joy out of my day very yeah. quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, just just to start um, and again mm -hmm. to to start seeing all of the kinds of communities that are really taking the onus on them because it's not just you know crazy cult into the world people who sure, do sure. this. It's to to, to um, to really start 
being responsible for all of their energy needs so that they can build on that on completely their own terms. Yeah. Um, and to really to, to watch that and to be a part of that. And again, networked effect, because this is how you market in mm-hmm. 2019. Um, but to have something that's just <clears throat> beneficial, so you're not really beating anybody down when you do that. Yeah. It's very rare <laughs> that I find a, a network effect that doesn't have an enemy. And that's fun to do because yeah. it's not red tribe, blue tribe. We'll work with anybody. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was really what kind of germinated mm-hmm. my idea of how, how you could build community and then layer the network effect on top yeah. of that. So yeah, life is good. Literally just making energy happen. Yeah. Yeah. On its own. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you guys for doing with me, thank doing for, this thank with you for me. for inviting me back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. I'm Santiago Ramones. Terry Fortune. And I'm Corey Hall. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. And you can leave comments and reviews on all of the podcast stuff, which you can find pretty much everywhere that you can find podcasts. Uh, You can leave me money through those podcast platforms, uh, anchor.fm slash Santiago Ramones. Um, or through Bandcamp or whatever, however it is that you want to support me. Uh, but it's great to know that there are people that listen. And so please leave your comments and responses and all that junk. I was in the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. 